interview episode of true north nerds brent uh speaking at you uh, a couple days ago i got to sit down with uh chris Sadiki and nigel downer from the show a bit players which you can find on cbc gem it's uh, a fun show about two working actors in uh canadian entertainment who are also big nerds and uh live with one another it's a lot of fun. I hadn't heard about it until their uh, publicity reached out to us to, about doing these interviews. But I sat down, binged the whole thing, and rather enjoyed it. Um, if you are into comics and cartoons and uh, video games and all sorts of that sort of stuff, there's a lot of in-jokes for you. But if you just like, you know, seeing some fun comedy that's based in our area it's also pretty good so i sat down with uh nigel downer and chris Sidiki, who are the the main forces behind the show they also uh you might recognize them from shows like uh baroness von sketch both guys have appeared on and killjoys and and a couple other things that are are shot uh locally um so they, they, we got to sit down talk about the show a little bit talk about some nerd stuff if you like the interview uh go over to cbc gem it's uh gem.cbc.ca and just search for bit players uh players with uh p-l-a-y-a-s and you'll be able to watch the first season for free there the episodes are in like 10 to 15 minute chunks and there it's a lot of fun so without further ado here is my interview with Nigel Downer and Chris Siddiqui from Bit Players. So, how did uh, Bit Players come to be? How did you guys end up with this show? Uh, well, Bit Players came to be uh, from my uh, annoyance with the uh, Canadian entertainment industry, I guess. <laughs> In that I was just... Uh, I was constantly going out for roles, as you know. I, I've, I'm, uh, I'm a brown dude in Toronto, and uh, that should be a show in itself. Just brown dude in Toronto, but I'm uh, I love the a brown dude in Toronto. I know, right? It's pretty catchy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been, I've been auditioning. Nigel and I have been working actors for over ten years now. We've been going out for auditions for movies and TVs and commercials. And the start of your acting career, it's a lot of commercials and. You know, you just, uh, Nigel and I get, uh, stereotyped a lot. So it was just, uh, out of a, out of a sort of, uh, you know, annoyance of, of wanting to go, you know, I just want to see a Canadian show with no white faces. I want to see what that would look like, but it, it would also, it was also important to me to get out who I am and who Nigel and I are deep down are just nerds. So I was like, there was something very important to get the nerd aspect out in that as well. So it kind of just developed from there, uh, uh, a want to, and a need and a desire to see faces on Canadian TV and going, okay, well, I guess we just have to do it ourselves. And so we did. 
that's really the easy explanation. There's a lot more legwork involved, <laughs> but... <laughs> Was there uh, was the format of the show pretty much the same from sort of concept to filming? Like where where you're always going for like these fifteen ten to fifteen minute episodes, or is it something that kind of narrowed down into that? Actually, Chris, um, when he came to the idea to me about it, uh, he was like, "Listen, I want this to be a TV show." So we were gunning for a full 22 minute kind of, you know, um, TV show. So that was the idea. And that was what we pitched. And then, uh, CBC came back to us and they're like, we love it. Uh, this is after a couple of meetings. We love it. Um, however, we would love to have it as, uh, as a web series. We think it would fit better with our programming as a web series. So, um, Chris and I, you know, we thought about it and we are like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's make it happen. So that's, um, and it ended up being a little bit more conducive to our ideas and how crazy we could kind of get um, and how much we could pack in, uh, pack in, you know, a 10 to 15 minute episode. So I, I've, I've been impressed with the, I don't want to say format change, but the, how, how many genres you guys have been able to cram into the same format so far, like the, the, yeah, the I mean, really 80 sitcom change, episode. episode to episode. Yeah, was was that also was that something you just kind of stumbled upon, or was that like you like okay, I want to do this in one episode and this in another episode? Yeah, it was kind of it was really nice because as we started off, you know, the episodes were more just kind of ideas and jokes, and we wanted to build it around these ideas and these jokes and these visuals we had. And uh, I mean, again, Nigel and I have worked with the Second City in Toronto for years and years and years, so. A lot of our just our working habits, our short, uh, our, our shorthand with each other is all based through sketch and improv ideas that we uh, have been learning and teaching at Second City for 10 plus years. So this was a lot of just kind of tying threads together. And uh, and then, yeah, things would just appear when we were writing. We were, we were writing with our good friend, uh, Matt Watts, who does uh, a lot of great weird Canadian stuff. I don't know. Have you ever seen the short uh, Portal to Hell? I believe It was Rowdy so. Roddy Piper's last film. Yeah, oh, he wrote okay, that. yeah, definitely then. friend Viviana. Yeah, and uh, so Maddie was helping us, and uh, it was just a random idea that I, I've always wanted to make a show that said, you know, so-and-so is filmed before a live studio audience. That's all I wanted. That was the joke I wanted. And our friend <laughs> Matt was like, well, why don't we turn this into a sitcom? And then that idea just stuck. We just stuck to that sort of format. It, it, it came out as just an idea. And, then, and you know, also, we, uh, in that in that same brainstorming vein, I always wanted to shoot something at San Expo or at Comic-Con. So it was just, in all those ideas, we right. kind of thought of what fun place or what fun thing could we do, and then we, we shot it. I interrupted you there, Chris, but I wanted to make sure I got in my, my comic nerdery in there. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it was just that, to Nigel's point, and like, we would think of the thing, and then we'd go, okay, what context could we put around this? How is this affecting the, the, our two dudes in the episode? What's going on? So we can sort of sew it into the story. Um, it, and that, uh, Nigel brought up a, a really nice natural segue for me. Uh, so it's obvious for me, because like I am a semi-professional nerd at this point that the, the <laughs> nerd stuff that you guys have put into the show is definitely out of 
your own love for for nerdy sort of stuff is there kind of a division of nerd labor are you all are you both like comic book geeks and video game geeks or is it like is it a little bit of both from one or the other actually it's um, Nigel I would, always says this and I yeah you go Nigel you tell him no you're, you're we're gonna say the same thing so you go <laughs> well I was just gonna say Nigel always says it's really great because we're we're a sort of a great duo in that Nigel's his interest more is in, in comic books and the history of comic books and the artists and authors and publications. And he knows video games. But then where he leans to, to comic books, I lean to video games. And I know a lot of video games and genres and, and publishers and studios. But Nigel knows way more. I, I go to my, whenever I have a comic book question, I go to Nigel. He's my encyclopedia for that. And then For also, sure. uh, yeah, when we're talking D and D, I mean that's and it's it's Dungeons and Dragons is now a tour de force again. It seems to have this massive resurgence in the last like three four years. I mean maybe uh, shout out to Stranger Things, but um, Chris is about that life. Like Chris knows what's up, so I always go to him with any kind of questions I have or anytime I want to play or whatever. So we we definitely have our our strengths, and then uh, and then we lean on each other for uh, whatever the other person has uh, strength wise. Yeah, I think D and D is getting another explosion now because of the 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 self uh, distancing stuff. Because I I've had more people ask me about what they need to start or play a game with people online in probably the past two weeks than I have the past two years. <laughs> For sure, yeah, man. Yeah. For sure, everyone's chomping at the bit. Yeah, well, roll twenty it's helps. It it's all there. You got all the tools online. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have to uh, throw this in because we are sort of a local Canadian podcast. So Nigel, was it your idea to throw in the, the black hole hunters club comics at the, the start of the the one episode? (laughs) You know what? I would love to take credit for it, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, but I was, um, I am the creator of brother cat. Uh, so that, um, that kind of thing was, was, you know, it was a little bit of fun on my end, but having Canadian content in there what has a lot to do with our production company, the Rue Entertainment, because they have a lot of connections to, uh, to other artists as well. So not oh, okay. just actors and performers. So they um, had some ideas. And then once they um, uh, got in touch with this comic book store, West End Comics, where we shot, they made sure to kind of place the comics in the right spots. And then people would see, and, and you know, we can put some more Canadian love out there. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Um, I'm not friends with the guys who do who do that book, but I know people who know those people. Like you know, right. two degrees of separation. But it was one of those pleasant things of seeing that on on screen, like kind of like when you see Canadian actors that you know and and love in in things. It's like, ah, oh, hey, I know that book. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's great. Totally. Yeah. That's so great. So, so given that the show is kind of based off of your personal experiences in the entertainment industry, uh, without getting anybody in trouble, I was curious what the worst additions you've been on. <laughs> oh man! I mean, you don't have to mention to get names. Nobody in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did go on an audition once, and this was years ago, many moons ago where I knew for a fact that after I walked out from this audition, that I wasn't black enough. Uh, and I had to just 
be more black and be a little bit more slangy, a little bit more, have a little bit more street cred. Uh, and I walked out of it and I was like, yeah, this brother from Cambridge, Ontario ain't going to give you the inner city look you're going for. Oh, man. It's because you led off with, I'm from Cambridge, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think at the time I had it on my resume still. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember, I don't know if this is the worst audition. I mean, I, I've been on a lot. I mean, we both, this is the thing you, you suffer through. I mean, you, you, an audition is essentially a micro job interview. And auditions aren't based on your skill. They're based on your look a lot of the time. Hmm. So uh, I'm not going to say that about all auditions, but a lot of the time it's just like, ooh, what's the look we're going for? Does this guy look like what we want? So I can't tell you, I've been a... Uh, I've gone out for tech help and doctor and uh, cab driver. And I was just a convenience store clerk in the, the television series. But I think maybe the worst one, because I just, it baffled me the most. I was waiting outside in the waiting room and there was no one there. And then after 30 minutes of waiting, I was called in and there was one woman who called me in. And there was no one in the audition room, so I was waiting for 30 minutes for nothing. And then she tells me, okay, just lie down on that mat. Okay, so I lie down on the mat. We just want to see you sleeping. I thought, okay, you know what, let me ham it up a bit and do, you know, do a little snorts or snores. She was like, no, 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 just actual sleeping. And so I was like, this is, I just, okay. So I turned off my body and my eyes for like 15 seconds. She said, okay, cut. And I got up and left, and she was like, "Hey, uh, before you leave, you know, I gotta say that was, that was some of the most realistic sleeping I've ever seen." <laughs> and I left, and I didn't get the job. And you didn't get the job. Oh. That's the best part. I just don't. I don't get it, man. Come and sleep. Oh. <laughs> anyway, maybe that was the best audition. Actually, you know what? It's a good story, at any rate. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Um, so season one is in the can. Is season two in the works? There are gears turning. There are works being made. I mean, right now also, kind of the only gears that are turning are the dreams of like, what could we do in season two? Because right now everything's on yeah, the that, So we're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. I guess we can only dream right now. Yeah, I, I have a friend who's a screenwriter and... Uh, they were gearing up for his first major film production shooting in Toronto. Uh-huh. And it was going to be the first time we, that we met in person. And they were supposed to start filming, I think, a week ago, two weeks ago. Oh, no. And he, he's, like, he's handling it really well, like better than I would be. Like I would just be in a ball with ice cream. Like just, but yeah, I guess. It, so Nigel just started a job back at the Second City, writing and performing again, and then suddenly this happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were um, we were two weeks into the writing process, which basically means during the day from uh, Tuesday to Friday, we meet, we come up with some ideas, uh, we do that until about six, we start at twelve, do that at, like till six, have dinner break, do the existing show, and then the improv set is all the stuff that we worked on during the day. And then we get notes on that, and then we start taking things out of the existing show and putting in these new things, these new formulated ideas, or semi-formulated ideas. Um, and we were only two weeks in, and then, you know, Second City had to call it, and so we don't know uh, when the show's going to open anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been pretty nuts. Yeah, it's, it, it's a really 
weird time. Like the, the I, I've been trying to find something to compare it to, and there's there's nothing. Like you know, the clo- weirdly the closest I could compare it to in some ways is World War Two. But even then, okay. World War Two yeah. movies were still being made. You know, radio shows were still being made. It's yeah. it's really just and sort not of every odd. single country was it was affected by World War Two. It seems like every single country around the globe is affected. Yeah. But, uh, What's it like up in Barrie right now? Um, right now, uh, we're we're okay. That they're they're taking all the the major precautions. Like if you have to go out grocery shopping, it's a small lineup to get in, but you're spaced out the uh, however many feet it's supposed to be. So they only let certain yeah. a certain amount of people in the stores. I think last right. I read, we only have like fifty cases, which even that yeah. says like only fifty cases. But yeah. like, you know, compared to other places, it, it's all right. But it's you know, yeah. My uh, my my wife works for a local township uh, in their records management department around here, and she's working from home. And I uh, I <laughs> luckily or unluckily, uh, my day job ended right before this all happened, so I was already set up on EI oh. and everything. <laughs> so, nice. So oh, in that you, respect, man. I'm kind of head of the game. <laughs> just, just like a real humble brag from you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, we get it, Brett. Uh, yeah, Brett. Okay, Brett, settle down, bro. You know? <laughs> um, given the the nerd aspect gets played up in your show, I was wondering for our uh, our listeners, uh, what's getting you by right now? What video games are you playing? What comics are you reading? What books are you reading? TV shows? Is there stuff that you're oh, yeah. you're really digging into to pass the time? Ooh, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm yeah, reading, what do you got, Nights? Yeah, dude, I'm reading all of the comics right now. Uh, I'm going back into some of the indie stuff that I have. Uh, I'm reading Bone. I haven't read that, and I've had the collected edition for years. So I'm getting into uh, Bone. I'm also getting to um, the uh, classic uh, Power Rangers. The um, I think it's Boom Steels that's doing this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Power Rangers again, which is my Morton Power Rangers is great. And they also have a crossover with the Ninja Turtles, which is fantastic. So I'm getting back to that, getting into uh, Eric Powell's um, Goon. I don't know if you've ever read that before, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, rereading that. And um, yeah, movie-wise, I mean, I'm, I'm watching everything. I mean, look, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Tiger King right now because somebody's going to mention it. <laughs> finish that, finish that real quick. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm getting into all the pop culture that I wanted to. Adult coloring books, I'm doing that again. I'm doing coloring a little bit of uh, Steven Universe right now. So yeah, I'm doing I'm doing right. some things. I'm on uh, let's see, video game one. I've been digging deep into this one, and I pressured Nige to get it too. This uh, RPG by Larian Studios called Divinity: Original Sin Two. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's like. Uh, it's it, these guys are doing the next Baldur's Gate game. Oh, okay. And so this was their own game that they made, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been playing a ton of that, really digging in deep in that. Uh, still reading The Witcher. I'm on the third book of The Witcher now. Um, How are those? Have you guys books? seen the new? Oh, they're just phenomenal. They're fantastic. 
the the author what i really loved about the witcher was the tone of it the writing the sarcasm mm-hmm. it's got this really weird eastern european uh, edge to it and uh, uh i i enjoyed the game so much that years ago when i played the second one i was like i want to read these books so i went and i found them and the books are just exactly like playing the video game it's uh they the video game has captured the tone of the book so fantastically. The dialogue is amazing, the characters are great. It's also one of those cool fantasies where it's not filled with like lush description, you know, like yeah. the elven blades were precise incisions of the whatever and the history of it. All the all the world comes out through the character dialogue. And the characters are just so so well developed in these books. So I highly suggest those. Those are a good read. Watching the new... Have you guys watched the new Castlevania on Netflix? Uh, yeah, because I'm... The guy who writes that is, like, one of my favorite comic yeah, book Warren writers Ellis. of all time. Warren Ellis. Yeah, so I'm I'm a season behind. I'm That's kind of the nice thing about everything is I'm starting to catch up on a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, right? It's, you know, to find the bright spots, but it, yeah, it's... Especially since I don't think he really knew anything about the games or anything before he started on that project, and oh, he's wow, just done us. Well, good. Yeah, he's really good at that. He did a GI Joe uh, animated sort of mini series that got put into a movie called uh, GI Joe Resolute. It, yeah, Resolution. I was just gonna say that. I was like, wait a second. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's good. That's more than I would say. Yeah, and okay. and that was another one where he like he didn't know anything about GI Joe other than at some point it had been attached to the the British version of those type of figures called Action Man, and he's like, yeah, uh, okay, right. I can figure this out. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, he's a fantastic writer. Like this new Castlevania series is fantastic. I've been loving it. Hmm. It's Have, a, it's do a you different subs- style of writing. The writing is very good. Do you subscribe to his newsletter at all? I don't, but I follow him on Twitter. Uh, yeah, subscribe to his newsletter. It, it comes out every Sunday. And it's really yeah. interesting to see because you get a, a glimpse into his working process, too, on how he writes and manages everything and stuff like that. And oh, cool. but you also get like he talks about stuff months before we actually find out what it is. So like they're all like oh, projects, cool. project named whatever. And then like, you know, the, when the official announcement comes out, he's like, oh, yeah, for those keeping tr- track, this was project whatever. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Oh, yeah. cool. OK, cool. cool. I, I, I got to go know, with the matter. All your picks have been really good, guys. <laughs> oh, great, thanks. I mean, other than that, I was going to say, uh, just D&D, pouring over, like Nigel said, just pouring over all my D&D stuff. I, and I'm not even, like, I'm not even that knowledgeable. I'm still at the beginning phases. I, I, I feel like I'm just a sponge. I just want to soak it all up. Oh, yeah, you're eating it up, dude. You're doing great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks, pal. Thanks, brother. <laughs> And that was my interview with Nigel Downer and Chris Siddiqui of BitPlayas. Again, if you liked that interview, which I hope you did, it was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll be kind of honest, uh, that day I was sort of in uh, a little bit of a down mood just with everything going on. I, we're all doing it, right? And I wasn't really feeling doing an interview that day, but I knew I had to do it. It was already scheduled. So... Th- 
they called in and uh we did the interview and like within like a couple minutes of the interview i was just feeling so much better so yeah the uh the show bit players can be found on cbc gem the website which is gem.cbc.ca uh season one is up there and i've been told that amazon is going to start carrying the show as well amazon video but it it seems to be like a thing that's in the works. So it's going to happen soonish, but we don't know when. Um, as soon as we know, I'm going to post up the dates on our various social medias. And if you're not a Canadian or for whatever reason you can't access CBC Gem, you can just, you know, pick it up when it's on Amazon. Uh, thanks again to Nigel and Chris. It was a lot of fun. And when season two rolls around, hopefully season two rolls around, uh, we'll have them back again because the interview was a lot of fun. So uh, next up for us, we will be having on a special episode dedicated to uh, Picard with hopefully a special guest. And then we'll be doing a regular episode. And because everybody's in social isolation, uh, there might be a couple other extra things coming along. I'm not going to say too much just in case they fall apart, but w I'm working on some things. So, yeah. Uh, Bit players on CBC Gem, and we will see you soon. I hope you're all doing well, and uh, take care. <laughs>